Yo, what is up, everyone? This is your favorite shaman here, Kevin, and this is episode three. And today we're going to be going into how a lot of us are saying fuck it to religion and just identifying as spiritual. But before we get into the meats and potatoes of why you know, we're spiritual as opposed to religion, I gotta hit you with that Patreon donation portion if you feel called to donate to me please head over to thinketh.club scroll down to the bottom and there's a whole load of different ways you can support me and what i'm doing and help me keep this free if you feel called to possibly help my journey more you can sign up and be a patreon but now that we got that out the way let's get right into it so to be completely honest with you for the longest time, even now, so I, I feel myself a little skeptical to call myself a spiritual coach and or even a shaman practitioner, right? Especially in our day and age, uh, a shaman practitioner. I, I remember when I first came out of the shaman closet, right? Uh, <laughs> and started telling people like, hey, I, I think I'm a shaman or a shaman practitioner, you know? And I was so afraid of what people were going to say, what they were going to think, and um, just to let you know, no one either, either one, they were like, oh, wow, that's, that's really cool that you're a shaman. You know, that's, that's amazing. Can I talk to you about some stuff or, or two, they were like, oh yeah, that's cool. Or three, they just really didn't care. And it just showed, uh, my fear that came from how I know a lot of people I talk to are not really into that whole religious part of, of what was so big as millennials, you know, me being a millennial, we were very big into church, very big into all of that, you know, and I remember throughout high school and kids making fun of it and joining the military and uh, getting shown some videos that completely destroyed my outlook on religion to the point where I was ashamed or not ashamed, but I just really didn't like talking about my, you know, religious background. And for years, I, I, assume that I was atheist. You know, that's the label that I attach to my belief system. And, you know, your boy likes to keep it real. So we'll just get right into some some taboo shit, right? Some taboo shit that a lot of us are not really open to talk about. But I, I'm going to tell it straight. You know, um, one of the biggest things that I remember that traumatized me the most is, you know, I was going through puberty um, going through puberty and going to church. And I remember, uh, for the first time, you know, uh, as kids do experimenting, right. And I'm just gonna say, you know, you know, your boy masturbated for the first time. Right. And to this day, I still remember how afraid I was and how ashamed that made me feel. I felt as though God watched me do that. And I mean, think about how creepy that is anyway. You just have Jesus over there. Like <laughs> I saw that. Hey, I saw that, you know, that's, that's creepy. And I look back and as a child, I didn't even truly understand the whole what was wrong with me doing that and what was the bad behind it. I just remember hearing one or two things the preacher said about like sex out of wedlock and, um, you know, cardinal sin and, you know, all that stuff that I didn't even understand as a child. I just know that uh, in my head at that time as a child that I had done something that's going to send me to hell. And being that it felt good and me being a you know young i i continued to do it and it just built that shame in me for the longest time that i held on to and i was you know ashamed of myself for doing that i thought something was wrong with me cuz i couldn't stop as opposed to just realizing that i was a child going through puberty and that's just the way it is and 
like I said, this is my belief system. So please don't get too wrapped up in what I'm saying. Like I said, it's my truth. If you don't believe in it, it's cool, bet, whatever. You know, everyone has their own outlook on it. But I just remember that as a child, I had a lot of trauma wrapped up with that uh, specific incident, you know, and uh, there's some more other things that like tied into it. But that one right there, that one right there really sticks out in my head when I think back to my childhood. And with that trauma, I remember as soon as I turned 18, you know, I'm an adult now. I started my uh, my crusade, my atheist crusade, where I was going to come up with enough information so that anybody that came to challenge me about religion, I could just destroy them on the spot and be like, your belief system is invalid and uh blase, blase, blah. The data says this and the data says that. And I had not researched, well, I read a little bit, but I had not gone too deep into science myself. So if you see the correlation there, I took on science just purely out of faith. Like, and it's the same with religion. I took on religion purely out of faith and or lack of uh, knowledge about it. And there's no difference between the two. So I just swapped one religion for another. Basically, I had taken up, I put one faith flag down for another that I was following blindly. And yeah, I, I researched some of the stuff, but I researched enough just so that I could argue the average person down to make myself feel validated and that I had not done nothing wrong in my childhood that was still haunting me in the back of my head because I still had that feeling of something, you know, omnipresence, like thou shalt not be saved because you beat off type shit. You know, like what am I supposed to do? It was hard to find like a space where I felt somewhat gratified and or safe or not even so much gratified or safe, but I felt, uh, uh, okay with myself as a person and not feeling ashamed. Like I said, shame was the hardest uh, thing I had to put down. And side note with science, uh, science was good for a little while, but then going into astrology or not so much astrology, but astronomy and, you know, then making you feel as though you are just an infinitesimal speck in the universe, you know, like making you feel like you are not really anything special. And for some people that might be, you know, okay, but for a lot of people, or at least for myself, right, I'll speak for myself, that made me feel like, well, what's the purpose of doing all this? If I'm just a grain of sand in the whole grand scheme of all of this, you know, like it brought on like heavy depression, you know, as I got deeper into the science and researched more about, just what it says and where it's going, you know? And it had gotten to the point uh, where I kind of just fell asleep and I was just going through the motions of like, I guess this is it. I guess I'm just a grain of sand that has no purpose. So I might as well just do the bare minimum and I guess be happy with that and not really go above that. Because like I said, when I, the way I think is I look at the grand scheme of things, like why am I going to put work into something when I'm just a, a speck in the whole grand scheme of all of this. So as I fell asleep and just began to grind at the nine to five and just be content with what I was doing, you know, that psychoma, soul sleep really creeped in. And it was a very, very long time. And as I've realized with my practice and the people I work with, it usually takes a 
cataclysmic event to wake you up to the realization that there might be a little bit more to this reality than we know. And then science knows and maybe some stuff on a level that you can't explain. The cataclysmic event for me was uh, when my brother passed away back in 2018. It kind of like stopped me. Boom. And it was definitely that dark night of the soul that we'll get into in another podcast. But um, it was that dark night of the soul that I was not really prepared for, you know, because like I said, I had science holding me up. But then when my brother passed, uh, uh, a type of depression I've never felt before, like a true not give a fuck feeling came over me to the point of like suicide attempts type shit, you know, like, man, it was it was a struggle. There was a few nights where like, I'm lucky to still be here because I just like, I was so empty inside because there was nothing. It was through these dark times that I had some of the deepest actual spiritual moments that actually made me realize that maybe there's something more to this. And what I concluded or what I came up with was like, yo, what does it fucking matter? If no one truly knows what the purpose is of us being here is, why Why should I subscribe to someone else's vision of what it is? I should be able to just make up a, a fucking religion and believe in that. You know, like if I want to believe in the motherfucking spaghetti monster, then cool, bet that's what I'm going to believe in and be happy in that. And it's when I started to dabble into like, you know, Aleister Crowley and uh, just getting into metaphysics in general and researching some metaphysicists who really opened my eyes to a new way of thinking at the world. Like my girl, Florence Scovel Shin, that is the bitch, yo, that bitch taught me some shit. I'm telling you, she changed my whole life, right? And as a man thinketh, what my whole uh, brand is labeled after by James Allen, like uh, that right there was the first book that opened my eyes to looking at myself from a third person view, as opposed to being in first person view, you know, and I'm trying to give you an allegory of how I was living my life and the the levels of consciousness, right? With the video game allegory, right? But, you know, first person, you're looking through the eyes and third person is like you're sitting back and you're looking at yourself and then you start to observe yourself. And then I really think the beginning of this uh, spiritual awakening is when you start to observe your own thoughts, like you're like, okay, I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about. And that's like when it's like, oh shit, hold on a second. I, I don't know what to do now. I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about and why am I thinking about what I'm thinking about? You know, it gets, it gets pretty uh, wild if you get stuck in your own head. And it was truly through spirituality that I was able to reconcile my brother's death and come to a conclusion that it is what it is. And it's okay through metaphysics and, uh, other thought processes, not even so much like a stoic, because I got sucked into stoicism for a little while, and that was just a little too uh, stone cold, no caring for me, you know, and nothing against that, but that's just not my thing. You know, I want some kind of depth, some kind of uh, uh, emotion, some kind of feeling, some something, you know, and I'm not saying that's all stoicism, you know, I've read a lot into it, and, you know, like I said, it's just 
there's a little bit more to it. You know, like for me, that's kind of boring, bro. I'm not about to live my life. Just like the same thing with Buddhism. I got into Buddhism for a little while and meditation's cool and all, and it helped me in certain times, but why not create a, a spiritual practice that works for you? You know, something that makes you happy and it's not boring. You can take what other people have done and, you know, like with science and all this other stuff that we were finding out, the like for meditation, one of the things I always tell is just that theta wave brain state that you have to get in. But there's so many other ways to get into theta. You don't have to sit there and be bored. Like maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's more uh, efficient to sit there and be, you know, meditate. But like, come on, like, do you really want to do that? And I'm not saying it's bad, but build your own practice that just gives you continuous happiness. So to reel myself back in before your boy gets off on a tangent about something that's bugging him, um, let's just chalk it up that traumas of religion run fucking deep for a lot of us. And uh, inducing a spiritual experience, for me at least, was something that saved me and brought a lot of joy and happiness into my life and realizing that the universe, not so much God. Well, you can say God. It doesn't matter. It's just a label. Honestly, guys, it's just a fucking label. Whatever you want to call the everything, the all spirit source, whatever word you want to use, right? You can use it. You know, I saying God still has like a a offending feeling inside of me, like, but it is what it is. It's just a word that labels the all, you know, once you realize that you are a part of that, right? And what I like to tell people is I'm not so much thinking that it's, it's not that we are uh, his children type shit. No, I feel like it's more like um, my heart is a part of my body, but it's, it's not me. You know, it is a part of me, but it is not me, but it is me. You know, and I know that's like uh, some uh, in like paradoxical type shit, but it's the same thing with um, the universe, right? we are of the universe, but we are not the universe. You know, like we are a cell in the the universe, you know, like we're a part of it. But I feel like we also have a lot of pull and power in this universe that we live in, just like our heart has a lot of pull on what our body does. And side note to the side note to the side note, like, Guys, come on, let's not act like we don't know where Christianity came from. You know, I'm not going to dive into it. You know, go do your own research on it. But for a lot of this, this isn't even our mother religion. You know, this is not oh, what we were meant to to practice. You know, a, a lot of cultures before Christianity and Catholicism went around just like, hey, we give you that work. Hey, welcome to the family. You, you ain't shit. You better listen to what our God has to say or, or we're chopping your head off type shit, you know, like, but before that, before the crusades and before, you know, they went around taking over these indigenous cultures, or like I said, I don't want to go too deep into it because everyone gets all butthurt and feelings get pulled into it, but basically just think about it. And I don't want to say it's for everyone, you know, maybe Christianity is your mother religion. But I mean, then again, if you continuously go back, Christianity hasn't been around the whole time. You know, we don't know how long it actually has been around. You know, that's just recorded history. But (sighs) I feel like I've beaten that down a lot. And we're just going to move on to another topic when it comes to being spiritual as opposed to being religious. So now that we've gotten to 
I feel a good spot where I've kind of explained my truth and how I feel about it, uh, we can start getting into why I feel as though for at least me and the people I've worked with and journeyed with and, you know, guided through some things that spirituality is just what I want to stick with, you know, is it's, it's just one, you're in control of this reality. Like you are the main character. No other person can tell you what your religion is supposed to be like, like what sense does that make? How can someone else tell you that you need to go through them to talk to God? You know, like what kind of gatekeeping shit is that? You know, I, I it seems sketchy right off rip that you have to, to talk to the almighty father, right? The person that's in charge of all this shit, you got to go through some human being to talk to them because, you know, they have been chosen. Like, man, no, this is some, that sounds like some raised by wolves type type shit, you know, pray soul, whatever, you know, like I, I don't have time for it. And I feel like a lot of people are waking up to the fact that they don't have time for it either. And people are having more spiritual moments, you know, synchronicity, seeing angel numbers and, uh, just having messages from the universe that's kind of making it to where they have to experience the universe and move into a spiritual space and having that spiritual awakening where you feel something. I feel like everyone feels that something's changing, you know, and if you want to get on the grand scheme of all of it, I mean, it's changing because we're moving into the age of Aquarius, but take that for what it is. If you like astrology, then you know, but like I said, we're, we're moving into a new, uh, plane of existence where a lot of beings are going to be waking up to this new reality that is uh, for us in the future. And all I want to do is help people build their own practice and then go off and uh, inspire others to wake up more and have like this ripple effect of people waking up to the fact that we don't need religion. You don't need someone to tell you how to be spiritual. You are the master creator. You are in, in control of your reality. Like you are a sovereign being. You have the ability to be free to do whatever the fuck you want to, right? Like that is your right on this existence or on this plane. And as I like to say, if, if someone's trying to tell you or guilt trip you or uh, manipulate you into thinking that they know the only way you need to walk away. That's a cult, my friend. And they're trying to reel you in with, you know, constructs. Go back to those, uh, that dark psychology that I talked about on my previous episode, episode two, that dark psychology to reel you into something that's not good for you. Uh, be your own, uh, guide, you know, teach yourself and with spirituality, it's all about gaining gnosis, which is just experience. It's a fancy word for saying experience. Gain magical experiences that build up your belief system and your belief in the fact that there is something more. And the best way to do that is to learn about how to have a spiritual experience. You know, whatever you have to do to experience something spiritual, start looking for it. And I promise you, as soon as you start looking for something spiritual, it, it will find you. The universe is excited to find us. When we start showing attention in it, it's just the law of cause and effect. If you show attention in the universe, the universe by law has to show attention back to you. It's just the way this works, you know, and as your belief builds, it makes it easier for the universe to speak to you on a higher level. So basically, as we kind of come to the end of this episode, really what I want to drive home is that 
remember, no one can tell you why the fuck you're here and what the fuck the purpose of any of this is truly without a subjective view. No one can tell you why we're here, right? Like really, really take that in. Understand that, right? I remember when I first realized that and truly realized and I like looked around, I'm like, wait, so we haven't figured out why we're here, like what the purpose of all this is. You know, we have an idea, but it's still filtered through other people's opinion and subjective views. No one can definitively tell you what your purpose is here to do. And what I've found through spirituality is the more I start to go inside, the answer for what I'm supposed to do is inside of me. It's already there. It's like I came here with the gift, you know, and, you know, pro tip, you know, if you start going looking at your astrology chart and like really take a deep dive, it might give you some uh, ideas of what you might be here to do. Like, what is your purpose? It might give you a like a true purpose. I've done a few astrology charts with people. And as soon as I start talking about uh, their life path number, it's like they get chills about it because it just resonates with them so much. So that's basically it. I am so happy that you sat here and listened to me rant about spirituality and religion. And like I said, your boy, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not a religious person. But if you are, that's fine. We can still be friends. Just stop leaving those fucking papers shoved in my door about coming to church. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the end of this episode i'm kevin your favorite shaman and i hope you enjoyed it bye